Hello and welcome to Little Steps Big Futures, the podcast that brings you all things early years. Each week, we chat to some incredible guests with amazing stories, talk about childcare tips, and delve into some controversial topics. I'm Aoife Murphy. And I'm Jenny McCarty. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Uh, Today, we have a little bit of a different podcast, and we're very excited about it. Um, So today, we have Charlotte, aka the nursery nurse on TikTok. Um, So Charlotte, I suppose, is somebody who shares a lot of educators' thoughts and maybe the things that we shouldn't say um, or that we can say, (laughs) Um, but something that we'd probably think about a lot on a daily basis, along with a lot of really good tips and advice as well for for parents and guardians um, in regards to childcare services. Uh, We've had, when we were speaking to, um, especially a few of my colleagues recently about you coming on, they were really excited. (laughs) And I would told, I would, I told uh, the other manager in work, Nicole, that I would give her a shout out because she is a huge, huge fan of yours and was really (laughs) excited. (laughs) So Charlotte, welcome to the podcast today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Um, I'm very excited to speak to you both actually um so yeah very very happy to be on <laughs> yeah I think we were all very excited um you know I share your videos amongst people who I used to work with you know past colleagues and stuff because it's just so relatable and we'll get into all that in a second but before we <laughs> start can you just tell us a little bit about yourself yeah um so um I'm a mum of two I have two little girls they're seven and two and a half and uh, live with my husband Luke um, and um, yeah I worked in childcare as you know for a few years and um, I'm currently now in a nursing home which is um, surprisingly not all that dissimilar in some ways <laughs> but um, yeah so um, I'm a mum and worked in childcare but yeah that's pretty much me. <laughs> A big, big change to the start of life to kind of the other the other end of life. And uh, I suppose, can you give us a bit of a background about your childcare career and how you got into childcare? Were you always passionate about working with children? So before I um, had children of my own, it wasn't something that I thought I would be interested in. But once I gave birth to my first daughter and I saw how much I loved just spending time with her at home, it came time for me to go back to work. and. I didn't really want to put her into a setting and then go and work someplace else. And then there was a nursery offering a role to someone who was unqualified. And I, the idea that I was able to work in a nursery environment, doing what I already knew that I loved, which was to be with children, whilst at the same time having my daughter in the same setting, it just ticked so many boxes for me. So it was just absolutely perfect that I found this job and it was the best thing for me. It was certainly the best thing for my daughter. I was so happy that she was able to attend a nursery. I think that's very common for for first time parents, especially, you know, if they do work in a setting where they work with other people's children all day long and then they have their own child. It's very hard for them to kind of justify going into work, minding other people's children while your other child is being being taken care of by someone else. So I definitely would have saw that pop up in my old job. And I I know Jenny probably has has seen it through the years as, as a management a manager as well. So I definitely understand that that side of it. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's a real privilege to be able to work with other people's children, but then at the same time knowing that if you need to, you can pop your head into your own child throughout the day and see how they're getting on. So I think people who are able to work in a, a place where their child is as well, we're very, very lucky to be able to do that. And I know I've spoken to a lot of other parents who said that I, oh, I'd love to be able to see my child throughout the day. Like you, you must be, you must feel so happy to do that. And it was, it was such a privilege to be able to do that. Exactly. Um, and I suppose, can you tell us a small bit about moving from um, their early childhood years to working in a nursing home? Um, was that something that was a big decision or is it something that kind of, I suppose, happened naturally over time? Um, so I was working in a nursery up until summer of 2020 and we decided that we wanted to be closer to my parents who lived by the coast. So we uprooted and relocated the whole family down to the coast. But because it was in the middle of a pandemic, um, when I moved down here, I wrote to several nurseries in the local area but none of them were hiring because parents were all working from home and they didn't need to use the nursery setting. So these nursery settings were actually having their own staff on furlough. So they had no roles available whatsoever. And obviously I didn't want to be out of work. So I just went straight onto a job site and I happened to find a nursing home role. And I thought having done domiciliary care in the past, I had a bit of experience in it. So uh, it kind of it just happened by itself just simply because there were no nursery roles unfortunately but I was so happy to get the role in the nursing home and um, I've been there since so uh, I'm still at the same place I've started at when we were when we moved down here and it's absolutely lovely it's really nice. I suppose that could be a privilege in itself as well going from minding somebody's child to minding somebody's parent it's it's a little bit <laughs> like Jenny said start to life end to life but um you know, when you were in your nursery, and I know people listening here will be kind of tuning in from from the US and, and from Ireland. So the nursery is a, a UK, I suppose, specific word. So what age group would you consider nursery just for anyone who doesn't know? So um, my experience of nursery is anyone from naught to five years. So it's that whole entire age group. But I know um, from reading the comments on my TikToks that it's it varies from country to country. And actually the TikTok has been so educational for me as well because I'm learning so much about other countries take on their childcare and how different they do vary from country to country it's incredible and I suppose that's the thing you know that the system in each country changes but looking at your TikToks the feelings as an educator and your kind of day-to-day activities and all of that are very, very similar because as Aoife said we relate to a lot of them Uh, and I suppose as we were talking about your TikTok and I suppose it it is a huge part of your life now how did that account actually come about and how did you come about actually creating it? Um, So I joined TikTok like I think millions of others when we first went into lockdown so that was in March of 2020 and someone I was following at the time was um, a huge creator called me Chris and I loved her sketches and the things she was doing and then it was a, in 2020 I had the idea to do a nursery sketch just simply because there, was, there wasn't really much being done about that on TikTok. But because I was still working at the nursery setting, I thought you might be playing with fire slightly <laughs> to work and do those. So when we then relocated and um, I took the job in the nursing home, um, I kind of felt a little bit disconnected from the childcare scene. And I really did love that community. So 
I thought, okay, I'll go for it. I'll do a TikTok, see how it works. And lucky the first one was well received. And then it kind of just snowballed from there. Yeah. And I think, you know, 2020 lockdown, the whole world was shut down. It's, it's, this is actually how our podcast also came about that we were feeling that parents needed information, um, something for us to do as well. I've also left the childcare world as well like yourself so I did feel that kind of disconnect too so I'm just kind of annoyed now that me and Jenny didn't think about doing TikTok (laughs) getting in there before you but no you just do it so well and and um like Jenny mentioned at the beginning if anyone doesn't know like I'd urge everyone to just go over and check it out your 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 handle is um the nursery nurse that you'll find you easy enough but I just you know I could be on your page for hours just laughing and and I like how TikTok has expanded their their um, videos from like you know a couple of seconds now to maybe a minute or if you're a, a bigger creator more than a minute so you can get a lot of information into those TikToks um within one to two minutes oh absolutely I think trying to um show an entire situation in one minute was so hard I think when I first started it was only a minute video so I was trying to really pick out the tiny like the most relevant bits of information and squeeze it in. So when they expanded to three minutes, it meant that I was able to put in a lot more information, a bit more context to these situations. But they seem to resonate with so many people. Like you said earlier, that it doesn't matter if um, settings have different policies or different rules or regulations. We all experience the same things. (laughs) And I think we can all relate. I think that's one common ground that every practitioner has is that we all have these same experiences, regardless of where we are in the world, which I think is a really lovely kind of community to be a part of. And one thing that's so clever with your account is that you, you know, there's so many different types of parents and guardians that we come across. And it's so funny to watch your videos and you can kind of, pinpoint the parent even though it's this completely fictional character but you can just relate them because there's always that one parent that does you know and you know a certain thing I suppose just to give people a background who haven't seen them is um you know a parent who brings the child to creche and says um there you go during handover and you know they're perfect they're fine and off they go and within half an hour the child has a temperature and a big one is you'll say, I'll give them Calpol, but yet the parent says, no, no, they've already had Calpol this morning, but yet they didn't tell you. No, so it's these little things. And, um, you know, I suppose it's it's something that happens regularly in our job. And um, it's, I suppose, it's not done, you've done it in such a clever way that it's not in a kind of a, I suppose, a bad sense. It is a kind of funny sense and it is realistic as well, but it's just so, so clever how you come up with those characters and you really kind of embody them, I guess. Um, But where does the background then come from? Is it all from your experience and I suppose parents that you have met over the years? Yeah. So initially when I wanted to do the TikToks, um, I made a list of all the experiences that I'd had. So um, nearly all of the videos that I do are all based on genuine experiences that I've had, either completely reenacted word for word or just slightly based on it and taking the idea. And some of them are so accurate to the point where I've had former colleagues message me and go, was that video about such and such a parent? I'm like, yes, yes, it was. Um, so I didn't realize um, until I started making the TikToks how 
frequent that we how frequently we all come into contact with these kind of parents as well but one thing I've said before and I'll say time and time again is that I'm also the parent in some of the videos so whilst as practitioners we can all recognize these parents because I'm also a parent of a child who attends nursery I'm just as guilty of some of these things as well so um a lot of it is I I poke fun at myself because as a practitioner I should probably know better but yeah it's it's great it's crazy to see just how often we all all have these experiences with that particular parent I I just didn't realize how frequently it happened until the comments all started showing up (laughs) and if you go back I suppose a couple of of months and maybe I suppose a year to your um videos you can kind of see the evolution of, of different characters emerging and different outfits that that you can come up with and and um I suppose one of my favorite is, is the one of uh the typical kind of dad who lingers too long at the door maybe or who who wants to have the chats and I definitely resonated with me a couple of times where you might be on your own with five kids or you know it might be the evening where you're on your own and the dad is just there and you're like you can go now like, you know so those characters like they they take a lot of time to I suppose put together and obviously it looks fun and light-hearted but behind the scenes it, it, it does take a bit of work to put those videos together yeah the um with the characters and, and filming and going between the characters and making sure I can get the voice and the mannerisms um so I've got like wigs and glasses and um for the, the flirty dad it's always my husband's shirts that come out and it's so much so that my husband will come home at the end of the day and he'll see what's laying out on my bed and he'll go oh, you were that character today weren't you on your TikTok and I'm like yeah yeah that was me so if he sees like the wooden spoon and the apron out he's like oh you were chef today weren't you <laughs> so they they all have their own personalities and individuality and it's it's great that it's they've all got that and people can resonate with each character and recognize them so I love trying to give each character some as much depth as possible so they're not all kind of just the same I, I wanted to show how individual all these parents are as well I love that it's a um a full family um I suppose affair as well that your <laughs> husband's involved and he's supportive and uh well he's involved without knowing it because his clothes are used <laughs> in all the clips um and how you know I suppose now having two little girls yourself as well it's the two girls that you have Charlotte yes yeah two daughters two do they know what mommy does or have they seen mommy on TikTok and um, can they kind of, I suppose, grasp the understanding of it yet? So my eldest is seven and she does sort of understand what I do. So if I'm filming a video and she goes to walk in the room, she'll go, oh, mommy, you're, you're filming, Derek, I'll come back. And then um, any of the TikToks that um, are maybe appropriate for her to watch, my husband and her will sit down and scroll through them together and watch and just giggle at them together. And um, and there's, they're both amazing. Like she'll always come over and she'll say that she's proud of me, which brings a tear to my eye. But they are that my whole family. They're all on board. Even my mum and dad. They've downloaded TikTok and they sit and religiously scroll through all of the comments. They watch every video and they they're basically my biggest fans. My dad and my mum and dad are just my my biggest fans. <laughs> they're my biggest supporters. Yeah, I think it, it's just so, you know, TikTok, I suppose, made a fortune when it came out. Um, it hit at the right time. Well, I suppose it has been around for a while, but when that lockdown happened, 
nobody had a work to do. Everyone was just sitting at home. So it definitely came out and kind of helped. I suppose it helped a lot of people through lockdown as well. Um, and that comment section is probably one of my favorite things to read. But but it can often be quite you can kind of see a negative side of social media as well. So do you find or, or do you get any negative feedback on your videos or do you kind of just scroll past and ignore the comments if you do? Um, so the, the comments section can become quite heated at times, whether it's parents um, debating with other parents. And when that goes on, I, I think that's maybe quite good. I think sometimes creating a space for people to have these discussions is good. Um, other times there are um, more heated co- comments towards me, but if there are, I always, I'm always happy to address them. And quite often the person will respond and go, oh, okay, and we'll have a good discussion. But um, any comments that are, say, negative for not related to the video, but simply just to be negative, it's a quick delete and block. <laughs> so it's just scrolled past and forgotten. But um, yes, I have seen in the comments, it, it can be a bit um, heated, but I'm, I'm happy if people are discussing these things at least. So at least there's a, a conversation happening because it can be sometimes eye-opening to other people's experiences. And I've seen from reading through the comments at times, people's minds being changed about things. And I that that's actually really rewarding to see when other people can help other people along. So hopefully it's it's mostly parents who are helping other parents, which is what we love to see as well. And that's why me and Aoife, I suppose, came up with this podcast or this platform at the very start, because definitely from working in the childcare sector, I've seen a huge disconnect between parents and practitioners, you know, um, and it's over simple things. And sometimes you can have a lot of misunderstanding and it leads to kind of, I suppose, tension or maybe arguments and you both want the best for the child, but getting there sometimes isn't kind of a smooth path, I guess. And that's something that I suppose your platform gives as well um, is to kind of connect the parents and the practitioner. You know, we're not all bad, um, but I suppose it's just when kids are involved, I suppose tension kind of heightens and you're trying to do the best for them. And then sometimes it comes across in the bad in a bad way, um, especially if it comes to in the evening time. Um, you know, doing handover, as you would say in your, your TikToks and, you know, something has happened or, you know, their favorite tracksuit might be dirty and over these little things. So I suppose in that way, the comment section and your videos are probably a good thing and maybe a learning tool for parents to see it from our point of view as well. Oh, absolutely. I think the problem with being through lockdown as well is that handovers aren't happening as much as they were before. So before a parent would go into the classroom and maybe stand and chat to the practitioner for five or 10 minutes about their child's day and any misunderstandings could be hashed out there and then. Whereas now with lockdown, a lot of the handovers are a quick goodbye and hello at the door, simply just to try and make sure the social distancing was in place. And I think that's where maybe a lot of miscommunication can occur because if there is a problem on either side, it's it's not really being communicated as well as it used to be. And that can then lead down a path of um, difficulty understanding one another. So with at least the TikToks, the parents and the practitioners can come to one place and discuss with each other in the comments exactly their points of view. And hopefully the TikToks are demonstrating practitioners' point of view and what we are dealing with in our settings, but also if we're sending them home in dirty clothes, it, it's not because we've not been watching them. It's simply they've just had a fun day. So I, I think that's really 
shone a light on that that actually dirty clothes are a good thing (laughs) yeah and it's definitely um I suppose for parents watching I can imagine that and you being a parent yourself I can imagine if you had a slight inkling that you were maybe a little bit overprotective and then you saw one of your videos and you could probably resonate oh that that reminds me of how I deal with my child and obviously when you bring your child into a setting your child in your eyes is obviously the one and only child in there so when you bring your you know when they bring in their favorite teddy and they don't see a problem with bringing in that toy or that teddy that day and you're trying to explain to them well this is a room full of toys like if it goes missing and if I didn't see it at handover I'm not going to know what the toy looks like I think your TikToks and and your videos on Instagram will definitely help parents to kind of see that side of things as well well you know in the morning oh they want to bring in their favorite toy I have to stop and think about this will it get lost will it mean that like home time and bedtime tonight will be chaos for me because I can't find the toy at crash or at nursery um so it's definitely helping parents I'd say see how they act themselves um but also how practitioners kind of deal with those everyday situations and to think that like that child is one out of maybe 12 kids or 22 kids in the class so to stop and think before they kind of bring a situation to you at seven half seven in the morning where you're already tired and you're getting up and you're trying to get the day started so um and and you can see both sides being a parent yourself oh absolutely I mean as a parent you'd think something about their child picking up their toy on the way out the door absolutely nothing wrong with that you wouldn't think anything beyond that but then as a practitioner that's then a toy that oh my god that's their most precious toy in the world you have to keep an eye on that all day and it's kind of in the back of your mind the whole day and from what I've seen on the TikToks and the comments I've actually seen some parents who have said oh my god I I used to send a toy in with my child but I will not do that anymore I had no idea and when I see those comments I'm really happy because they've not taken offense or been upset by it they've simply just seen it for what it is and they've gone right we just won't do that anymore and there's other uh, parents as well who have said my child is starting nursery and I'm learning so much of what I can do that will help the practitioners so the fact that there are people who are seeing these as a positive thing and know just that perhaps it's not just a toy but something extra for us to do and they know that by not bringing that toy in it makes it a bit easier for the day for them as well like you say they won't have all the drama at bedtime that night so it's really reassuring when I do see the comments from parents saying okay I won't bring that toy in I think when I have new families starting in future I'll just give them your TikTok handles so that they get (laughs) all the advice in advance and one question I want to ask um, and it's related to one of your sketches where you have the new parent lingering at the door um, and the the baby is starting and then the parent is actually upset that the child isn't upset and they stay so long that the child ends up getting upset to end with it. Um, Was that you when your child was starting? Did you have a different view of it when it was your own child starting nursery? Admittedly, with my first, I was so guilty of that. <laughs> um, so, with my, I was a first time mum, and when I went to drop her off and she walked in, I was like, oh, <laughs> well, away you go then. And um, yeah, I, I was terrible for that. I, I lingered, I probably made the situation worse. Um, but it wasn't until I'd been in the nursery for a few months that I realised that, okay, I shouldn't have really been doing that. So, when it came time for my second child to join, I was well versed in how to do a handover so I was a 
by the second child I was a, a drop and go mum <laughs> so um hopefully that um that TikTok helped a few other parents see that it wasn't always the best decision I made so hopefully for them it would help them make the decision to leave as well but yes absolutely hold my hands up I was guilty of that <laughs> And I think, you know, for somebody who works in childcare, like, you know, Jenny, myself, you know, if, the, if there comes a time where we do have children, I'm always in the back of my head saying, I won't be that parent and I'll just, I know what will happen, but I guarantee when the day comes, you just don't want anyone else to, um, you know, have all that time with the child and you don't want, well, you do want, but in your head, you don't want that child to bond with those practitioners either, even though it's a good thing. So your TikToks, even though lighthearted and funny, um, do have like a nice message you know the ones that are are, are more light are more um, I suppose kind-hearted where, where you show that we do take care of your children and your children are okay uh, it's a nice message to kind of come across the parents who are a bit anxious and a bit nervous about that first handover or that first couple of months in, in, in daycare or nursery. Oh absolutely in addition to the funny sketches I, I always try and put out TikToks to reassure those anxious first-time parents um so whether it's a TikTok relating to the bonds they have with that key worker um which I did the other week and I was so thrilled to see so many parents going my child's favorite person in the world is their key worker and then people commenting on that comment saying my child's about to start and this really reassures me so if I ever see a comment from an anxious parent saying I don't know how to feel about my child starting nursery I'll always take the time to stop and reply to them and then it'll be in the back of my mind to create another TikTok that will then reassure that parent. Because as, as parents, we are always anxious because our children to us are the most precious beings in the world. So the idea that you're kind of leaving a piece of your heart with someone else, we can all understand how hard that can be. So being a nursery practitioner and a parent, it gave a really good insight as to how you can help these parents on their transition into nursery. But wherever I can I will always try and reassure anxious first-time parents because I've been there done it I know exactly how they feel and you also gave great advice on even like what to pack in the bag which is really vital information for parents to know it's the simple things you know things that you mightn't even think of that will ease a child's morning and a parent's morning when they're leaving for that first day of of um child care and um do you feel now that the the tiktok has i suppose filled that void of working in child care and kind of what you missed um uh, when you left child care yes absolutely i feel like the tiktok's created a great little child care community and Every time I post one, I get so excited to read through all the comments and just feel still connected to that childcare community. And uh, it's quite funny, my daughter attends nursery, my two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old attends nursery, and they do know who I am there as well. Uh, I think on one of her first visits, they the lady said, are you the lady from TikTok? I was like, yep, yep, that's me. And I was so worried about making them feel anxious that I'd make a TikTok about them, but <laughs> hopefully they know I never would, <laughs> but... Yes, I definitely feel so much more connected to the childcare community through my daughter, through the TikToks. It's just been a wonderful tool and I'm so happy I started it. And, um, I, you know, <laughs> just laughing there at that comment, all of your uh, child's teachers and practitioners are going to be on their best behaviour now when you're around because they'll be afraid that there'll be a video <laughs> popped up about them. <laughs> um, but I suppose they're, you know, as well as as showing the practitioners and and uh, no absolutely no digs at Jenny who is a manager. Um, my one of my favorite ones are 
these sketches where you do have the manager and you're coming in and you're saying I've 20 kids and I'm on my own and she's on her phone she's like what do you want me to do about it you know I've worked under kind of management who's been absolutely brilliant and management who's been maybe not so brilliant so it's a it's eye-opening as well and hopefully when people see your TikToks and they are managers and Jenny can maybe chime in here that they can kind of say right I need to maybe remember that I started at as a practitioner myself and I kind of you know climbed the ladder to to becoming a manager and I can't forget that I was once in that situation and maybe I should just jump in and help and I know Jenny's an excellent manager and she wouldn't do that but there are people out there who definitely you know will say well that's your job it's not my job to deal with that today is that something that like has been an experience for you in the past as well oh absolutely I've worked with um a couple of different managers and I've I've had managers that will come into the room and actually sit down and join in circle time and that's how they start their morning and then other managers who perhaps don't engage as much and I think the Marjorie character um, the TikTok manager Marjorie um, she definitely embodies the manager that's really just at the top who has paid her dues and thinks that she's no longer parts of the children's lives so um hopefully a lot of managers see her and don't resonate with her <laughs> but I kind of want people to not <laughs> recognize there are obviously people who say yeah I've worked with managers like that before um but luckily there's also people who will say I'm a manager and I'm nothing like that so that's very reassuring but yes Marjorie is an interesting character and I think she's one that we've all come across in our life even if it's not in childcare regardless of what sector you're in I think we've all seen a Marjorie but she's she gives great content so <laughs> she's, she'll be back <laughs> well if there's any jobs going in Marjorie's crash and I'd have a job where I can just sit on my phone all day please send me the <laughs> link for the, for the job because uh, some days are just uh, mental and um, yeah it's I feel as a manager you need to have that bond with the kids like because without that you don't really know when the staff come to you with an issue, you know, each child is so individual and each family is so individual. You need to deal with each situation in a different way. And without having that bond with the kids and the parents, you're not going to be able to deal with situations in a great manner. So to me, it's just crazy. I mean, we've had, I've had staff come to me um, who started with us and have come from a different service. And they've said, I can't believe that like when we ask for something, you actually go and get it for us. And I'm like, what? Like how, you know, it's 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 really crazy or they'll be left the whole day by themselves with no help, um, no cover. And it's just unimaginable how you would be able to run a practice like that. So, um, yeah, for any managers out there who are like that, then maybe rethink, rethink everything, because I just think it makes your job a lot easier to have that bond and that relationship set already. Um, but on the other hand, being a manager can, you know, have days where you just question your existence. <laughs> Um, and I suppose that's where I mean me and the other um, we have two services and the other manager uh, we would be sending your um, TikToks back and forth if we've had a bad day um, because they're just so relatable and as I said it's something that you think about even if you're talking to a parent you definitely would be fired if you um, if you said those things um, and if you haven't seen uh, Charlotte's TikTok on the purge that she did then definitely go and watch it because I would love if they just had one day like that. <laughs> I think that purge video definitely ruffled um, a few feathers. <laughs> and, um, uh, in fact, um, I noticed after the purge video, my following jumped up about 40,000. <laughs> so 
so it, it definitely landed on some of the right people's pages uh obviously there, there were some people who weren't too happy about it so I think um the purge was almost misunderstood I think some people didn't realize what the trend was and they were horrified thinking that I'd actually talk like that to the parents so um I was scrolling through the comments having to reply to people going no I promise this isn't real this is not how we would ever talk to them it's just something that we sometimes think and one thing I'm asked as well is you know where are all the good parents and the surprising thing is is that 99% of the parents are amazing and that all of this content comes from that 1%. Like there are only a handful of parents who can sometimes behave that way, but they provide endless content. <laughs> so um, it, it isn't just a case of all the parents behaving like that. It's simply a tiny, um, a tiny amount of them. But as I say, they, they're the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Yeah, like like you said, they're, you know, the 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 good parents, the nice parents, the cooperative parents, I suppose, that content is not going to get views or follows, you know, it, it's kind of the funnier ones that people resonate with more that that obviously, you know, you've done very successful sketches on. Um, and just, you know, with the, with the purge, I suppose, that video, like you said, ruffled a few feathers. Did you get any negative feedback from parents, from parents that maybe you were still in contact with or maybe parents who are in your friend circle? Did did anybody kind of give you any negative feedback on all of your TikToks um, when you started or, or up to now? Um, so Touchwood, as far as I'm aware, the parents that I've worked with in the past, none of them have been in contact with me uh bar one actually um they and they only recently contacted me just to reach out to say hi you popped up on my instagram and um and I, that really did um make me very scared i thought oh no it's trickled out to everybody um <laughs> because when i initially started the tiktok um i didn't tell any of my former colleagues about it i thought it was just something that would stay very small and something i would do on the side but then as it slowly trickled out and became bigger and bigger then the messages from my colleagues started to come in and going I've just seen you on TikTok and and but luckily all of their feedback has been amazing they all say that they love the videos they really enjoy them um a few of them have jokes saying I wonder if such and such a parent will see it and recognize themselves <laughs> but touch wood I've not had any negative from the parents I've ever worked with um because I, I had a great relationship with the parents I worked with. They they were fantastic. They were lovely people. And I was very privileged to be able to work with them. But from the people that some of the characters are based on, I've not heard from them, but never say never. <laughs> so I suppose, as you said, you didn't realise that the TikTok would lift off as much as it did and get to, I suppose, you're at, I think, is it six over 6,000 followers at the moment? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 650,000 I'm at now, yeah. And what's your plans for the future? Are you going to just keep going and see how it unfolds or have you any plans in the pipeline um, coming up? Um, So I'd like to just keep it um, as organic as possible. So I'm going to carry on with the the humorous videos with the characters, but um, I'm hoping it, it will become a platform for parents and practitioners to just come together in one place. So I'd love to do more of the educational videos that will help parents. So more of the things that are along the lines of what to pack in your bag. So perhaps for people who are just about to start at nursery, what they can expect from the practitioners and for practitioners who are just about to start in their role, 
what they can expect and also tips for them of how to get the most out of their role as well. So I think it's going to continue along the lines of humour, but also hopefully become more of an educational place where parents can come with their concerns and learn from other practitioners. So I'd love it if practitioners willingly gave their advice in the comments to to parents that are a bit anxious because I've seen it um, before where parents will leave comments and other practitioners will go and reassure them and that really warms my heart because it's just two sides coming together and I just I love I love that I think with the pandemic and the huge gap that's been between the parents and practitioners having them come together in one place has just been so lovely to see so I'm hoping to continue with that and just make it a platform for parents and practitioners just to connect to each other I think that'd be great yeah and I think that's so needed and it's not something that's out there right now especially in in short content form like TikTok and and bite-sized um you know videos to consume um but anytime you want to come back on here and chat to us about any advice or anything you're 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 always welcome um but I suppose just to just to finish up you know with new content with the creators and and Instagram and TikTok just becoming so you know, even for jobs and even for work and, and everything, it's just becoming a platform people go to now rather than LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, do you find that you're under pressure to kind of create new content or, or put out new content daily or weekly? Um, I think I, I do put a bit of pressure on myself to make sure that the content is there daily, um, just to make sure that uh, there's something new and there's a, maybe an, another side to the coin or just a new perspective of something that we learn at the nursery but yes I, I do put a lot of my pressure on myself to film a video daily but on the days where it's a bit busier I find that maybe just the uh, the lip syncing videos are easiest because <laughs> I don't have to worry about the background noise because my two and a half year old is very vocal so <laughs> I can literally just um, do that and she could be sitting next to me chatting away and I'm able to just put that out even if it's just a very quick five second video it's something that I've done but yeah just to keep that platform alive and accessible so I just didn't want it to become stagnant and people thinking that it's no longer there so yeah I I do try and get something out every day well whatever you're doing keep it off because you're doing Mm -hmm. such a great job um you're not only giving advice to parents, but you're also giving uh, endless entertainment to practitioners <laughs> as well. So thank you for that. And I suppose before we go, um, can you just let us know on what platforms um, our listeners can find you? Um, so in addition to TikTok, I do have an Instagram account as well. Um, again, it's just the nursery nurse. It just makes it easier to find me on both if I kept the same name. So uh, nursery nurse uh, Instagram account, I just put things on my stories every day, just stuff like hello <laughs> just to see how everyone's doing just always like a check-in post with everyone but tiktok and instagram are my main accounts for everyone who wants to um maybe send in a question or they're anxious about something and i'll always try and reply to as many messages as i can yeah and like you said there on tiktok you have is it's six hundred and fifty thousand, and so hopefully all of our listeners will get out their phones now and go and follow you and get you to that <laughs> <laughs> to that one million mark and um surprising that you don't have that blue tick yet so you know hopefully we'll get you there and and eventually you'll get that recognition because there's content out there on tiktok that should never be out there and your account is definitely not one of them so um, we absolutely had a blast chatting to you today charlotte and like uh, jenny said we'll be continuing to follow your journey on both instagram and tiktok because it definitely gives me um, a good laugh when I'm over here in the US and obviously out of childcare and it 
it makes me laugh and I, I do send your videos to to nearly everyone I know that works in childcare <laughs> as well so thanks a million for, for coming on and chatting with us today Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And um, my mum was very excited for me to come on here as well, because I told her it was two Irish ladies and my mum being from Dublin, she was very excited. <laughs> so, yes, um, it's been lovely talking to you both. I've had so much fun. That's great. We didn't even realise the Irish connection. And I was actually thinking this morning, I think it was on your stories that you had um, your daughter's little booties that were from Dunn Stories as well. So your mom has great taste. <laughs> she even brought home Super Queen sausages as well. So I was oh. thrilled. <laughs> so you'll be well dressed and well fed. Absolutely. <laughs> Charlotte, thank you so much for giving up your your precious time. Um, I'm sure you have a lot more to be doing. So thanks so much. And hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. All right, I'll speak to you both soon. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks, Charlotte. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Little Steps, Big Futures, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. And if you would like to get in touch, please find us on Instagram and Facebook at Little Steps, Big Futures. See you next time.